coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, our very own Zelda trilogies. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, am I shouting? I feel like I'm shouting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really tell because we're not in the same room. Mm, oh, yes. but I did want to say congratulations on um, getting that last August bug in Animal oh, Crossing. Thank you. Yes, the giraffe stag. I, I did catch it uh, after we finished recording i went out uh, into the living room sarah had not caught the bug and she was like i'm sick of this <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it anymore <laughs> um and so i was like I'll, I'll i'll take over for a while i probably played for another hour and a half or so uh before catching the bug um and animal crossing is doing a thing and i don't know if it has always been doing this or if i'm only notice er, and I'm, I, I'm only noticing it now or if it is uh um Something that's, uh, that, it, well, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's either doing something new or it's not, and I'm just dumb. Um, <laughs> that when you catch a bug for the first time, the dialogue box says, yes, first thing. Oh, yeah, that's not new. That's not new? That's <laughs> been happening every time? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I've, look, I've only <laughs> got mean, 200 hours in the game. Look, I, I think it's I think it's great that like you're noticing it now. That's awesome. That just means that there's like that the game is continuing to like reveal nice little like uh, details that were thought about. Man, I am going to feel this thing of the that's not new. <laughs> <for> <laughs> well, do you know what, Patrick? So long. <laughs> I have something that I have major mea culpa for coming up. So don't feel too bad for too long. Speaking of mea culpa, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to borrow it? You can, or you, at least you can get on a list to maybe someday borrow it. Um, the, uh, the program is good. Uh, it is active, uh, but the list is also long. So if you want to get on that list, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail uh, and give us a mailing address where we can send, uh, send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You can play it for as long as you want um, or not play it. You can do whatever you want with it. There are no rules when it comes to the Sonic Forces borrowing program. None whatsoever. If you wanted to eat it, uh, pass it, clean it, and then send it back, you could do that too. Yeah, for that one specifically, it's not a rule, but don't tell us. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell us if that's what you should do. <laughs> that's a request. It's not a rule of the program. It's just like a personal request that I'm just putting out there. Should I uh, sterilize Sonic Forces when it comes back to me? I mean, now that we, now that I've expressed this scenario, that's one thing. <laughs> but also, you know, we're living through a global pandemic. Should I make sure that it is not? It's not gonna. It can't carry. I don't think COVID nineteen. So. Right. I I mean I never say never, but I think right. the odds are low. All right. All right. Good. Uh, then I'm never going to clean this thing ever. <laughs> um, here's something else you can do. Uh, you can review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We like to see reviews. Uh, it's been a while since we uh, like got a, a, a lot of fresh reviews in. So we just want to make sure that we're getting all that. That's how that's how we get moved up in algorithms and people discover us just like you discovered us um, is by being uh, bumped up. 
uh, by those. Last thing, we are celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary all October long. Mark? Yeah, all right. So I have a little explaining to do here because I had a little revelation of my own this week. Mm -hmm. I don't know how necessarily I got it. Actually, I think I do. I have been under the impression that Mario's 35th anniversary was in Oct- is in October. And I think the reason I've been thinking this is because that's like when the NES was released for the in first time in North America. In the New York a- area, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is when the, like, there have been a lot of rumors, or at least during the summer, the rumors were that, like, the Mario collection that is rumored to be released on Switch this fall would be coming in October. And so for some reason, I had it in my head that Mario's 35th anniversary is in October. And while technically that might be true in North America, we don't actually have, like, an official release date for Super Mario Brothers in North America. It's just... uh, like anecdotally assumed that it was released when the NES was brought to the U.S. Mario's like 30, the 35th anniversary of the release of Super Mario Brothers is in September in Japan. So we're kind of like, we're doing a year of Luigi type thing. You know, we're doing one Mm -hmm. of those 18 month Disneyland 60th anniversary celebrations where we're just like drawing it out a little bit. So we are celebrating in our hearts this month. And then in October, we will be celebrating out loud on the podcast. I, and look, I think it's totally fair. I think it's totally legit um, because there is this like, um, you know, NES uh, Ellis Island like situation where we don't really have all of the facts. We don't actually know what date the NES was first sold in the right. United I mean, States. It, it's, it's last name is because, you know, like it's occupation in its home right. country was entertainment system. Right. So that's that they just named it that <laughs> and stamped the passport and let them in. And now we have a bunch of Nintendos around. Um, uh, okay, so that's oh, so yes, that's that's the the anniversary uh, as we are going to be celebrating it in October with a whole month of Mario programming, and we are going to close out that Mario month with our favorite Mario memories. Uh, my favorite Mario memories, Mark's favorite Mario memories, and what your favorite Mario memories? All you got to do is write into us again at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And just uh, tell us about a time that Mario made you feel a certain way. We've been getting stories in already, um, and uh, some of them are moving. Some of them are funny. uh, And I, I... Look, Mark and I only have our two experiences. We need everyone else's uh, to get in here so we can talk about it and have a great time remembering Mario. Not that he's, like, died or anything. (laughs) It's not a Mario (laughs) memorial. Man, Mark, what are you going to do when Mario dies? That's going to be a sad day. <laughs> that is that is going to be a sad day. Well, hopefully I'll be hopefully he outlives us all. Yeah, hopefully that or it'll be a Mr. Peanut situation and then we'll just have uh baby Mario <laughs> after that. Oh, oh man, but we already have baby Mario and I don't like him very much. <gasps> Does that mean Mario has already died? Mario is missing. Mm. And also, I guess I mean, this is the the time frame here is very wide, but we didn't get baby Yoda until after Yoda died, right? That's, uh, yeah, I, I guess mean, that's Yoda, true. Yoda died in nineteen, you know, eighty three. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and also, like Mario's not wearing any shoes on the cover of Abbey Road. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, Mark, enough screwing around. Let's get into our, our topic of the week. Let's finally curate our own Zelda trilogies. 
Okay, so uh, a couple things that we need to uh, like discuss and figure out before we even get into this. And I think the first order of business is uh, why trilogies? What do we expect of a trilogy? What are trilogies we like? Um, obviously, I just referenced Star Wars. I'm sure we will talk about Star Wars <laughs> in, in some capacity here. Um, but Mark, why, why are we going for trilogies here? Uh, I feel like it just seems so for me anyways, like you mentioned like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, like those types of stuff. The Legend of Zelda um, feels like that sort of thing to me that when we were talking about this, like trilogies felt like such a natural fit for The Legend of Zelda. And I was kind of surprised when I actually like really like considered it that, yeah, like there are no Zelda does not exist in the form of trilogies. Like, you know, yeah. like it feels like th- that sort of like epic adventure that would be uh, told for whatever reason. And, you know, like you think of Indiana Jones, you think of like all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. these are like stories and characters that exist in um, uh, threes. And yet Zelda feels like it should fit there. But Nintendo's never like pursued that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely like the scope is right and the sort of like um the the reliance on like action is is right. Um also Zelda obviously has a, a connection to um like three like there's the the Triforce and there's, you know, a Ganon and a Zelda and a Link in like all of these things. Not uh, I guess not all of them, but in in most of them. Um so it only feels right that we should try to like arrange them in like little triptychs that will you know, deliver uh, a specific kind of experience. Um, Mark, you've already mentioned a, a few good trilogies. Um, what 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 are you looking for in a trilogy? Like, do you need them all to be like uh, all to like tell a, a singular cohesive story? Do you need them all to take place in the same universe? Like, what what do you think is going to be like your sort of guiding principle here, or what what have you appreciated about other trilogies? Yeah, it's interesting because. Uh, you know, even in the examples that we are giving, they are trilogies in different ways. Like, uh, thinking about Indiana Jones, right? Like, that's very different from, like, a Star Wars trilogy, which does yeah. tell, like, a single, like, arc. Um, like, Indiana Jones, yes, like, and uh, I'm only going up to Last Crusade, not, you know, like, whatever your feelings on sure. Crystal Skull, it feels like a different thing. Like, it feels like the first three movies... Uh, tell a singular kind of like idea and then Crystal Skull is just like another thing that exists in that same universe. Um, Crystal Skull also very easily could have been the start of a of another trilogy. Totally. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But uh, like, um, I, I don't know, like it's interesting compare Indiana Jones, those first three movies to like James Bond films where, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Bond can continue forever and even though there is some sort of like uh, continuity to the character within films they especially like within like actors portraying it um it's designed to never end it's like a comic book that way where you know like it's designed to keep going whereas um the indiana jones trilogy is uh it doesn't tell a single story but it does have that sense of like finality to the character there is growth there yeah well and uh, like india or uh james bond is an interesting example because i feel like there was a a brief period where we did have a James Bond trilogy in uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, um, Skyfall, that felt like a single arc for that character. Um, and like, 
I don't know. It also like kind of falls into the uh, the way I sort of conceptualize most trilogies as the the first one is just like the statement of like what the thing is, um, and you know like Star Wars is very clear with that. Indiana Jones is very clear with that, um, and uh, Casino Royale is very clear with that. Um, and then the second movie in in the trilogy being a sort of like exploration or inversion of that, um, and like you definitely get that in Star Wars. That like Empire is more of a like well, okay, what happens when these guys are really up against the ropes um and indiana jones it's like okay but what happens when there's like you know uh, a demon cult uh, underground and we're ripping out people's hearts um and in quantum of solace it's like okay but what if he's driven mad by uh, his que- his quest for revenge um and then uh the last movie in the trilogy has to restore mm-hmm. what is you know like the the thematic uh, material of the original but do it bigger and star wars does that indiana jones does that um I guess uh, Skyfall doesn't so much uh, make it bigger as it makes it more personal, uh, which is a different kind of bigger, um, but it's still sort of like a back to basics, like meat and potatoes, like James Bond adventure. Um, so I, for me, I think that's what I'm going to be looking for as we craft these trilogies um, to start out with a clear statement, get weird, and then come back to the clear statement, but bigger. And the, the other like type of trilogy that I want to mention, just because I... Uh, I feel like depending on where we go with these games, it'll be helpful. Is uh, I just finished reading um, the New York trilogy again by uh, Paul Auster, and like those or Auster, I actually don't know how you say his last name, but uh, ba- but like those are thematically similar, but in like the stories themselves, they are not similar at all. Like they don't car- carry characters over. They're not trying to tell the same like type of story. Um, it is just like the themes that carry through it. And uh, I think, like, that is also something that could link some of these Zelda games together. Yeah, that's interesting uh, and, and a really good point, because that is, you know, you look at, like, the, uh, the Cornetto trilogy, um, uh, the Edgar Wright movies. Uh, so starting with Shaun the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then, ooh, what's the name of that movie? World's the End. End of the, World's End. Um, that that is uh, like dealing in the same thematic material, but not uh, not the same characters, and also like a lot of the same aesthetic choices. Um, what's interesting about that is it doesn't totally do uh, what I was talking about, um, right. but they're also comedies, so that makes it a little bit you know <laughs> comedies play by their own rules anyway. Um, so that that's good. Uh, I, I feel like we've got uh, some good examples of trilogies out here uh, and some good structure to uh, sort of like hang our hats on here. Um, we have a list of 21 Zelda games in front of us, and we will be uh, using a random number generator to select a starting point for each of our trilogies. And then we are going to be figuring out what the rest of, the, of this trilogy should be. Mark, you brought up an interesting point before we got started. Okay, so we have this list of 21 unique games, and we'll use yes. a random number generator to pick like the genesis of that trilogy. But then as we're like naming games in that trilogy, do does everything get removed from the board? So like our options become less and less the further we go. Or do we like is every game free uh up, you know, to like be put into a trilogy for ev- like every other game? Right. Can the final episode in all of these be Breath of the Wild? Like <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the question. I feel like so there, there are 21 games here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and if we were to do a thing where um, we remove the game from the list, that means, uh, first of all, we max out at, at seven trilogies. Um, 
But I think that also gives us that forces us to be like disciplined about when we're using what games, right? Um, so I think I think we should remove them as we use them. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, especially because they're our own rules. So if we really want to use a game twice, I think we'll allow ourselves to do it. I mean, we'll see. I think we should. <laughs> we could also maybe, uh, if we are like, oh, you know what? This the perfect second game in this trilogy should really be this one that we use somewhere else. Maybe uh, we can pull it out if we can substitute it with something else. Mm, I guess we'll just see. Have to see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it, it's the Wild West out here. This is much like the Sonic Forces borrowing program. There are no rules <laughs> except for those that we make up. Um, so, Mark, uh, do we need to run through the games that we're going to be pulling from here? Yeah, so it is probably the games that you imagine in your head with maybe a couple of curveballs. So, well, yeah, why don't we run down the list? Okay, let's go back and forth. Starting with The Legend of Zelda. Then Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Uh, a Link to the Past. Link's Awakening. Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, The Minish Cap, Four Swords, The Wind Waker, The Twilight Princess, The Phantom Hourglass, The Spirit Tracks, uh, Link's Crossbow Training. I, I just want to point out that I actually think that those are not called The Wind Waker, The Twilight Princess, The Phantom. I think there's no article. I think it's just Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks. But moving well, on, I, I I wrote the there four <laughs> times. <laughs> moving on, uh, Link's crossbow training, Skyward Sword, uh, a Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, Breath of the Wild, uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and then Hyrule Warriors. So there is that's that's the pool of games we are going to be drawing from. Mark, shall I select the very first game? For our Zelda trilogies. Yes. And just, you know, in case anybody's like, why is Link's crossbow training in there? I will remind you that it is the fifth best-selling Zelda game of all time in North America. Yes. Uh, and also, it's a Zelda game. So it goes on there. <laughs> <laughs> and no, obviously, yes, we do not have any of the Philips CDI uh, Zelda games in here. Uh, if for no other reason, then Mark and I have never played any of them. Also, yep. there are three of them. So if we <laughs> rolled one, then the rest of them would just go in that trilogy. They make their own trilogy. Uh, here we go. The random number that I am generating is number 18, which means, of course, that we are starting with The Legend of Zelda Tri-Force Heroes. All right. Well, this is a tricky one for me to start with in the sense that like, I haven't played it. Right. Uh, so I played this game a lot um, right when it came out. Uh, Triforce Heroes is a, is a 3DS game that is uh, multiplayer by design, uh, like multiplayer, like limitingly multiplayer, that you really need to play it with two other people, um, either online or locally, um, where you just sort of take on a series of dungeons. It's got a very, um, like, uh, it's it's mechanics-based in a way that not many other Zelda games are. Like, you know, combat is important. How a Zelda game plays is always important. Um, but, you know, this is about, like, getting high scores, about getting through dungeons fast, um, about getting through dungeons uh, in ways that are, um, you know, uh, efficient or good and, you know, working together with people. It's also about fashion. Um, right. Hytopia. Yeah. You live in Hytopia, which is a, a world that is... Uh, like all of the characters care about fashion. The most popular person in the town uh, is the uh, designer who makes all of your clothes and costumes. And uh, you 
get different like buffs and abilities based on what costume you wear into battle when you go into these sort of multiplayer arenas. And there it, it's cool stuff. Like there's a, a Zora suit which like lets you swim faster. There is um uh there's like a fire suit that lets you like throw uh fireballs like Mario. Um actually that may just be an item. There's a bunch there's a bunch of crazy costumes. Uh and it is uh, super fun. The game is really fun, but like restrictive in its, I mean, you know, it's anytime they're making you do multiplayer on a 3DS, like a little bit, they're like, it technically works, but also like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, it's tough and it takes a long time. Uh, yeah, so tricky place to start a trilogy for sure. Well, so I feel like there's like a couple of ways we can take this, right? Like mechanically, it's fairly similar to Four Swords um and four swords adventure yeah. right so like that is an option the other option is like yeah if we wanted to focus on um this idea of like fashion and more like the npcs and the setting then we might be able to find uh you know like thematically similar other zelda games that follow that find that same joy in like the setting and having really yeah. like specific um like npcs Right, which I, I mean, I think that it sounds like you're leading towards maybe uh, like uh, Link's Awakening or possibly um, Majora's Mask. Right, exactly. Like, uh, I feel like like both of those are really good examples. Um, we've talked in the past about like how many great Zelda NPCs there are. In fact, you can listen to our episode about the greatest Zelda NPC of all time. Um, and not just like the NPCs of Zelda, but just like the worlds themselves. I mean, we also did an episode on like the greatest like Zelda overworld. And, oh no! <laughs> you know, but I feel, but I feel like uh, yeah. you know, like in addition to the ones that you mentioned, I feel like like Wind Waker is like really in there yeah. as well. Um, so I do think that you c- that you could uh, make a trilogy out of just like Zelda games that have like basically like exceptional settings and exceptional NPC characters. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. I wonder though if like that is certainly a part of this game, um, but like the number of NPCs is pretty restrictive, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're only ever in this one town, and it is populated with a, a couple of interesting characters. But like, really, when I say a couple, I mean like five mm-hmm. uh, interesting characters. Uh, and like the world itself is interesting, but like it just you know it you know maybe that's not quite the place to or maybe that's not like the defining characteristic here i think it has to be the sort of like multiplayer combat focus um like being the thing that makes it i feel like the the rest of the trilogy here and i'm just gonna throw this out and we can decide what order it goes in that the other two entries in the trilogy are four swords and hyrule warriors that makes total sense to me like hyrule warriors as you were describing as I was going off on, you know, like my feelings, and then you were like, "Yeah, but but actually, this is what Triforce Heroes is like." As you were describing it, I was like, "Oh, to me, that describes a lot of like my experience with Hyrule Warriors." Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then you you had mentioned Four Swords Adventure, or just Four Swords. I actually don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> okay. So, uh, four. So, like, Four Swords was the game. The, the kind of like the mini game type thing that came with the Game Boy Advance version of a, a Link to the Past. And okay. then I think on the DS or maybe it was the 3DS, they made it 
uh, just like available as its own like standalone thing that you could download for free. It must have been the 3DS. Uh, Uh, And then Four Swords Adventure was the GameCube game that took that same mechanic but blew it out to like a full game. Okay, okay. So I think that's got to be, I think that's probably the third uh, entry in, in the trilogy and that Hyrule Warriors is is the second, right? Yeah. Because that's, Hy- Hyrule Warriors is, uh, look, if you've never played Hyrule Warriors, that's fine. Uh, but the, the story in the game is absolutely bonkers. It takes um, three different Zelda games. Let me see if I can, it's got the, the Twilight Princess universe, it's got the, um, uh, let's see, the Twilight Princess universe for sure, the uh, Ocarina of Time universe, and then maybe the um, Skyward Sword universe. And it actually does like a like a crisis kind of thing where it makes these different universes, these different timelines collide in one crazy story. And then in the like deluxe version of it that came out on Switch, um, there's also... Uh, Wind Waker and uh, Spirit Tracks content in there too. So like, it is just a big crazy mashup of a game, uh, and like, couldn't be better suited for a, a second entry in a trilogy. Uh, okay, so th- this trilogy, uh, do, Mark, do you want to come up with names for these trilogies, or uh, is that maybe too too difficult? I think let's um let's put the trilogies together, and then at the end, okay. let's see if uh, we find like names that are appropriate for them. Okay, so the first trilogy here is uh, starts with the uh, Triforce Heroes, then moves on to Hyrule Warriors, and then closes with Four Swords Adventures, right? Sure, great. Perfect. Um, all right, now I'm going to do the random number generator again. Uh, 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 uh. Number eight, the Oracle of Seasons. So this one, I think... Okay, so what's interesting about Oracle Seasons is it has like its companion Oracle of Ages game. Now, yeah. you, I, I think a simple trilogy here would be Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, and the Minish Cap, which are like the three Capcom Zelda yeah. games. Um, but if if we're talking about like how, uh, you know, if we're going off of your kind of like founding thesis, which is this idea that like there's the first game, and then the second game that which does something very different. And then the third game, which kind of like does what the first game did, but a little crazier. Then Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, like you can't really put those games in that in the same trilogy because they don't do anything that different from each other. Yeah, that I mean that 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 that's a great point. Um, that they uh, and you know one of them isn't bigger than the other one, um, so like one of them can't really be the sequel to the other one. Yeah, this is this is a this is kind of tricky. We could do um I mean the the Oracle games are fun, but they always feel like lesser versions of uh Game Boy Zelda. Like Link's Awakening is just such a stone cold classic. Um that like it's possible Link's Awakening could be the third entry in this trilogy. That yeah. it's Yeah. That that's what um, I was thinking is that it's like, okay, do you do Oracle of Ages slash Oracle of Seasons? Uh, oh as like a as like a single entity and then yeah. like minish cap and uh link's awakening um that's very interesting mark do you think we can do that can we combine these two games into one game well let me tell you this can you do you remember anything about these games like which one is 
seasons and which one is ages. No, uh, of course I, not. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely cannot without looking it up. So to me, they it's like Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, where they've just melded into a single game in my mind. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Okay, so uh, we're going to start this trilogy with uh, Oracle of Seasons slash Oracle of Ages. We are combining them. Mark, Mark! We're already breaking rules, kind of. <laughs> uh, okay, and then, and then, moving on to um, the Minish Cap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for for the second one, which is uh, definitely like a a weirder uh, kind of game than uh, Oracle of Seasons and Ages, um, and it is also just sort of like uh, you know Capcom being a little bit more comfortable with the tools of Zelda. Um, and sort of like developing that out. And then it's, it's, it is interesting that like uh, the way it moves like in time, like in order of release. And I guess it's sort of what we've done with um, our previous trilogy too, is that it's nowhere near release order, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, Oracle, that the, the last game in this trilogy is, is the first one that actually comes out. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I honestly, I think it's kind of a function. So maybe you, we should talk about like for these trilogies, do we have to do it in the order that it was selected? I think we do, but really like the trilogy itself, to me, it makes the most sense that you would start with like um, Link's Awakening because that really is kind of like the thesis statement for like handheld Zelda games. And then the other two are like elaborations on that. Well, uh, I mean, but even that is interesting because, like, as a thesis for handheld Zelda games, it's out there and wild. Like, if it appeared in anyone else's trilogy, it would be the middle chapter, right? Um, like, it would just have to be. Um, but as starting with Oracle of Seasons slash Ages, it sort of makes sense for me for it to be the end because it's sort of like the pinnacle of it for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense because, you know, by calling it like the the genesis or like the thesis of um, handheld Zelda, I don't know that, you know, the Oracle games or Minish Cap, like any, I don't know that any Zelda game has really followed in that same path. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, interesting. like Link's yeah. Awakening is such like a specific thing unto itself. It does almost feel like, you know, um, it like, if the same developers worked on Oracle of Seasons slash Ages, then the Minish Cap, then it makes sense they'd be like, and now let's do something wacky. Like, you know, we've done the same thing for the past couple of games. Let's do something a little bit different. And that's where Link's Awakening comes from. Well, so in that case, do we need to put Link's Awakening in the middle of this trilogy? I th- The reason I say no is because I feel like Link's Awakening is t- like... It's too good. <laughs> it is. If we're comparing, although I guess again, which trilogies are we talking about? Because if we're talking about, <laughs> if we're talking about like the Star Wars movies, you know, you could argue that Empire Strikes Back is the best of those three movies. If you're talking yeah. about Indiana Jones, my personal opinion is that like uh, Last Crusade is fun, but is just like um, playing the same notes as Right at the Lost Ark, just a little louder. And I think Link's Awakening is not that at all. Yeah. Um... All right, so uh, I like its placement is basically what I'm coming down. You like it? You like, okay, okay. Because uh, for a second, it almost sounded like you were arguing both positions at once. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, Link's Awakening is a difficult one to place. Yeah, uh, uh, agreed. Um, I did myself a disservice in the way I numbered these, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so now we we've taken seven away from this. So instead of out of twenty one, this is going to be out of fourteen. 
Uh, here we go. Number five on the list. One, two, three, four, five. We are starting, Mark, these are some weird trilogies. We are starting with The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. Uh, an odd, dark, twisted way to start. Uh, a game based in transformation and Link having to uh, relive the same day over and over again. Do you have any strong impulses for what else is in this trilogy or what makes an interesting second beat to this? So I have I have two thoughts, and it's just like a gut instinct. I don't know that I can necessarily articulate why. Um, Link Between Worlds feels like an appropriate kind of like a sister game to uh, Majora's Mask. And I think part of it is because, um, you know, like Ocarina of Time was so much like, uh, it is Zelda in so many people's minds. Totally. In the same way that like A Link to the Past is. And then Majora's Mask like took those same ideas and then like played a totally different game with it. And I feel like A Link Between Worlds kind of does the same sort of thing with A Link to the Past, where it's like, great, like you had this like foundation that is um, uh, like looms large in Zelda. And then, so I'm going to take that and we're kind of kind of like break it a little bit because we have this like really solid groundwork to go from. So, you know, like A uh, Link Between Worlds kind of reinvents the classic Zelda formula you can do dungeons in any order you want. The items are all available to you as long as you're willing to pay like the rupees. Um, and Majora's Mask is like, hey, you want like Ocarina of Time? Now like we're throwing in this like 72 hour time loop. Right. Um, yeah, no, that, that's interesting that both of these games like uh, don't require familiarity with uh, the game that came before it uh, for uh, Link Between Worlds being a link to the past. Um, and Majora's Mask being Ocarina of Time, but, like, it's there. Like, the DNA is there. Um, They are very much, like, sequels to those games. Um, So, but, you know, as as you were saying, sort of, like, flip them on on their head. Do we have another example of that on this list? Yes. Um, I think it's Zelda Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. (laughs) I do. Uh, So, uh, where do you think Zelda 2 is the end of this trilogy, or do you think it is the... I think it's the Temple of Doom of uh, yeah. of this yes, trilogy 100%. because I think it's like you man like we loved Raiders of the Lost Ark we loved the Legend of Zelda let's take that same character and like you know we're going through some wild stuff let's do, let's uh, do a totally different take on it and then you kind of return back to the normalcy of um, a more like regular Zelda game with a third one yeah yeah I I think I think that that makes. Uh, perfect sense even though none of these games are uh like normal games like they are all departures um and sort of uh we've collected in this trilogy it is a trilogy of sequels um which man is just the sort of look this is the sequels trilogy not the sequels trilogy (laughs) but the sequels trilogy i'm naming it we're calling it the sequels trilogy (laughs) um all right mark uh are you ready to craft our next um, oh wait you you know that's that's interesting i don't really know it's interesting that it did work out to be sequels, even though that wasn't like the initial idea behind grouping them. 
It yeah, but like they did all end up being like, oh, there was like some like big like game, and now we're going to follow. We have to follow up with it. It's almost like the Little Brothers one as well, where it's like we oh, there's this like my big brother is this like like game that looms large in everybody's minds, yeah. and so like how do I follow it up? Yeah, and again, like I think it's so cool that this is the sort of thing that only really happens uh, at Nintendo, right? Where like. Here are uh, sequels to Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda, and A Link to the Past. Like, some huge games, and then they make sequels that are such radical departures um, that, like, that's just not what most video game developers and video game publishers do. It makes like, me it, so it excited. Takes a Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me so excited to see what Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be oh, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so we now have 11 games left, uh, selecting between 1 and 11. The new number is 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. We are starting, we're getting the weirdest starting places. We are starting with The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, famously <laughs> a game that Mark despises. I, it's true. I really did not like in this game. Um Okay, so for me, this is going, look, it's another one where you could say like Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass because they're all kind of in the same group. But what about Spirit Tracks, Link's Crossbow Training, and Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer? Sure. Now, uh, is this just a cast-off no, um, no, no, no. It's not at category. all. Okay. So this is the reason why I'm proposing this grouping uh, is because one of the things that Spirit Tracks does that is very different from, I think, pretty much any other Zelda game is when you're exploring the overworld, you're literally on rails. You're on a train. So, you know, like you're on a track and you can like travel along those pre-dictated paths. Um, Link's Crossbow Training is, you know, kind of like a is an on-rail shooter, essentially. And so it yeah. also, like, you're in the overworld, but it's on, you're on a predefined path. And then Cadence of Hyrule, it's not a predefined path, but you can, I think you can only move in, like, the cardinal directions. And you are a little bit limited in the sense that, like, enemies are also moving in those cardinal directions. And so you have to choose your path very carefully. So it's more yeah, like... It is, a, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's not exploration-based. None of these games are, right? Um, that uh, all these games are sort of course-based. Um, uh, Spirit Tracks, Crossbow Training, and uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Um, yeah, that there's... Obviously, there's always going to be, like, some element of discovery in, in playing, like, any video game. But, like, that seems like such a, a core part of every other Zelda game, except for these three. Um, so I th- And maybe uh, Hyrule Warriors also falls into that same... Uh, sort of like not discovery focused, um, but uh, no, I I think I think that's a good grouping. Um, do you have a, a rationale for why uh, crossbow training is the second one? Oh, uh, I uh, hadn't thought about the order. Those are just the three games that I think should oh, be grouped okay. together. So I think that is right, though, um, because crossbow training is such a uh, that that it is so focused on like a single idea. 
um, that like it is such a radical departure. Like Cadence of Hyrule still looks like a Zelda game uh, in the same way that like um, Spirit Track still looks like a Zelda game, um, e- even though like some of your main like traversal mechanics have been totally altered. Well, I would actually I, I would say maybe Cadence of Hyrule should be the second one because again, going by mm. this like Temple of Doom type thing, like it is so significantly different from interesting like the other two games where it's like yeah like crossbow training for sure is um you know like a radical departure in gameplay or presentation from other zelda games but it is strongly in the world of twilight princess yeah that's true um you know what's interesting about uh crossbow training uh that i'm really just realizing now is how similar it is in gameplay to the parts of um spirit tracks where you are like driving around on this train and like you're just shooting stuff with the cannon mm, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's very similar in that regard so maybe that's how like link's crossbow training is the finale to this trilogy of like sort of pointing and shooting um with cadence of hyrule being like the the little bit of a departure maybe picking up uh, on on the cue of that great piece of music from spirit tracks remember how good yeah yeah like the, the main is? theme is so good one of the best uh one of the best pieces of nintendo music um right it was it was in our it was in our tournament i'm sure we talked about it it was yeah the the like the smash brothers remix was in our tournament right um all right that is a good trilogy uh let's just restate it uh mark you do you have it up right now yeah it's uh the spirit tracks uh crypt of the necrodancer and Link's crossbow training um, so now we have but eight games remaining, so I think we're going to be able to make two more trilogies uh, out of this. Um, I got to say, we've cut a lot of fat in uh, these. Not that, not that we every really game did. we've talked about is a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, there's kind of just core Zelda experiences left here. Uh, so let's see what we got. Uh, so this one, this trilogy starts with The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time. Mark, what a place to start. So what a place one... to start. <laughs> uh, Ocarina of Time. And I feel like it's um uh oh what uh why am I blanking on the third Indiana Jones I... movie's name? Oh uh Last Crusade. Yeah, it's it's Last Crusade to me is clearly Twilight Princess, where they were like, let's do Ocarina of Time, but we're do we've done this before so like let's really crank it up um i mean i i I think that is right uh i think there's a a possibility that you could make an argument for skyward sword but i I, i'm not going to make that argument i don't know that game really well enough um but twilight princess for sure is just ocarina of time but like bigger and i wonder if like if we if Wind Waker would be the second game, in it this feels trilogy. right, doesn't it? And I'm thinking of like you know like okay, you had Ocarina of Time, um, then you had Majora's Mask, which people liked, but it was like oh my gosh, like on the GameCube, what is Zelda going to look like? We're gonna get like a super hyper realistic Zelda, and then you know like we get this curveball, we get Temple of Doom, a movie that you know like a game that um, its esteem has grown with time but not everybody loves and then you have twilight princess where they're like okay now we're gonna like seemingly give people what they want well and also like uh wind waker for all of its cutesiness um has that second 
second entry in a trilogy, Darkness, to it, right? Um, the the game famously ends with uh, like well, this isn't really a spoiler for it. <laughs> Not, it, yeah. it is, but like who who cares? It's like a superficial spoiler for a twenty year old game. Um, with a uh, link. Stabbing Ganon like through the head uh, with the yeah. master sword. Yeah, it, it gets away with it because because it is like cutesy looking. Like because it has yeah. that kind of like chibi, like cute art style, it can get away with all that like really dark stuff. Yeah. Well, and also like just when you like conceive of Wind Waker's universe, that it is the high rule that you've played it in, in other games that's just been like flooded, like that. Uh, you know towns the hyrule castle is underwater right like the old kingdom has been destroyed by a massive flood um so like uh yeah i, I think i think that 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 is a a perfect logical trilogy it was so logical i almost didn't want to propose it when you were like <laughs> i think this is it uh so th- this th- and this is sort of uh, i almost want to call this like the meat and potatoes trilogy right that this is uh the ocarina of time wind waker and twilight princess um, what a good one. How many does that leave us with? Five, five games. Five games, Mark. Are you ready for our next random number? Yes. The random number generated is five. So we are starting with The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So, so I, th- I, I think the end of this trilogy is the original Legend of Zelda. I know it's not doing the the thesis statement of Breath of the Wild, but bigger, but it has, in the same way that Breath of the Wild does, a sort of like, go, like go and figure it out, sort of, uh, you know, of of mantra. The rest of the games, so the other games that we still have left to choose from, just for uh, reference sake, are Link to the Past, Phantom Hourglass and Skyward Sword. And those are all pretty guided experiences, right? Um, they all have open worlds, but like, you know, you explore them in like an order. So here, uh, I agree with you that like Breath of the Wild and then The Legend of Zelda, and I'm going to throw Skyward Sword as the third game. And this is a different kind of trilogy, but this is where mm. I'm going in my mind. Is okay, that bring it up. Uh, uh, did you did you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? Are you familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia? I am familiar. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've I've read. I, I think like most people, I read Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, and I was like, oh, okay, I shouldn't have started here. I should have started with Prince Caspian. Is that right? No. I, <laughs> Voyage I, I of the think, Dawn Treader. <laughs> no, I think you should have. Well, okay. So this is what I was gonna say is that Lion, <laughs> the Witch, and the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe is the one that yes. like most every everybody's familiar with right because it's yeah uh uh there was like cartoon like it's just like the most well-known one and then later right c.s lewis like wrote a book called the magician's nephew that is set before nephew the (laughs) that is set before the lion the witch in the wardrobe but it it, it's the it's like a prequel in the same way that um uh like the star wars prequels are prequels where it's like I guess it's first, but it actually makes sense if you don't read it first. And mm-hmm. then uh, my experience with um, the uh, Narnia uh, books are that like I just lost interest and I didn't. I haven't read yes. the lot. I haven't read like most of them. And so that is why I'm proposing uh, 
Breath of the Wild is first, like the Magician's Nephew, where you're like, yeah, totally, you can absolutely enjoy this book it's on its own. But like, there are aspects of it that make more sense if you play it later. And then you have The Legend of Zelda, which is a game that I think like probably everybody is familiar with on some level, just because like, if nothing else, the sprite art for Zel- for Link from uh, The Legend of Zelda is so iconic, like that initial overworld. And then you have Skyward yeah. Sword, a game I haven't played. <laughs> which just represents the rest of the Narnia series. Exactly. Um, hold on. I want to figure this out. So uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is, of course, uh, published first, like you say, uh, and is uh, the place where you should start. Then it's... Uh, then it's... Well, okay. Prince Caspian, <laughs> Voyage of the Dawn Treader, The Silver Chair, The Horse and His Boy, The Magician's Nephew, and The Last Battle, published in that order. But reading order is something along those lines it's too confusing we're never going to work it out um and i think that sort of uh lends credence to your order here in that we are never going to figure out where breath of the wild fits in the timeline uh so we may as well put skyward sword which is supposed to be like one of the earliest entries last in this timeline. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think about that yeah why not <laughs> yeah okay perfect um so that uh this is maybe um i don't know is this a cop-out trilogy <laughs> no it's the narnia trilogy it's mark's experience it's the narnia. with the narnia <laughs> it's mark's experience I, I, with I narnia it. trilogy um, so that means that the two games that we did not get to place in trilogies are The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past and uh, The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, which hurts me a little bit because I like those games a lot. Yeah. What um, What can we do here? What What can we do here? Like, okay, let's, taking these two games, if we were to yeah. pull any third game from any of the ones that are off the board, like... What do you think links A Link to the Past and The Phantom Hourglass? In any order, like Phantom Hourglass could go first, Link to the Past could be first. They're like the first games on the the hardware, right? Like on a very like superficial level. Yeah, but I'm not sure that there's much else that makes them similar it, it bugs me a little bit to have phantom hourglass separate from wind waker but i think we've have we have such a specific role for wind waker um yeah i don't know i mean i i do think that a a good or at least like compelling trilogy could be a link to the past phantom hourglass um and then link between worlds um, because Link Between Worlds is a good, like, obviously sequel to A Link to the Past, and Phantom Hourglass, like, you know, takes the idea of Zelda and sort of like subverts her, and then that is like re-subverted, um, in uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, like I that like maybe, that. yeah, uh, that's maybe better than. So where did we have um, uh, Link Between Worlds? We have or, it in the yeah, sequel Link... trilogy right now. Oh, which is a t- trilogy that I do like. <laughs> Well, I don't know that we have to like break up one trilogy to form another. Oh, okay. So because, we're just saying Link Between Worlds is doing double duty. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think potentially. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I, I like that. Um, I mean, is is there so a way this... to have it like echo where you're like, okay, so it goes Majora's Mask, uh, Zelda Two, A Link Between Worlds, then it goes, uh, sure, Machete Order, <laughs> right? And then it goes uh, the Phantom Hourglass, and then A Link to the Past. So, you know, it's like... Uh, oh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Well, no, I think I think there's something interesting to uh, like two trilogies that have the same end point, right? Um, and you know, part of the um, thing that we're playing with in the sequels trilogy is the idea that they are sequels anyway. Um, so we could, that could also be uh, an Ocarina Zelda one. Uh, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. What I'm describing right now does not work at all. <laughs> but I do like I do like what you're saying. It's like almost like a uh, link between worlds in some ways, like a peak, and you have like two different ways to scale that peak. But like the the you know the core of it remains the same. Yeah, a high rule side and a low rule side. So it fits perfectly into the game's like <laughs> duality as it is. Um, so Mark, this is this is great. Uh, we have created now uh eight game trilogies no six game trilogies i don't i can't count one two <laughs> three four five six we've created seven of these um uh so the, the very first one that we created is this uh triforce heroes hyrule warriors and four swords adventure um so that's sort of like the arena trilogy right mm-hmm. like okay that's what we're calling it the arena trilogy um next is the uh, oracle of ages slash seasons Two games, start this one, <laughs> and then the Minish Cap, and then Link's Awakening. Uh, do we have a name for that one? I mean, it is the handheld trilogy. Yeah, I, th- I think handheld uh, is, is correct. Uh, all right, and then the next one is the sequels trilogy, which goes uh, Majora's Mask, Zelda II, The Adventure of Link, and then closing out with A Link Between Worlds. Uh, and then we have... The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. This is another, this is a new trilogy. Uh, Spirit Tracks, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and Link's Crossbow Training. Um, what's the name of this trilogy? It's it's all about, like, movement. It's all about, you know, like... Um, it's all about, like, paths? Paths, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the path... You want to call it the Pathfinder trilogy? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know, I do I don't want know what to. the Finder part is. <laughs> All right, the Pathfinder trilogy, um, and then <clears throat> and then we have uh, what I am tentatively going to just call the Meat and Potatoes trilogy, which goes Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess, um, or like classic trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's the Indiana Jones trilogy in Zelda form, but yes, let's let's call it the Heroes trilogy. Yes, for copyright uh, reasons. Yes, that's right. Um, and then our... Uh, oh, no, I guess we have one more after this. Um, but this trilogy that starts with Breath of the Wild, then goes to The Legend of Zelda, and then closes out with Skyward Sword, which is uh, Mark's experience of the Chronicles of Narnia trilogy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the final trilogy, of course, uh, being this sort of genuine Zelda trilogy, one that is focused around... Uh, uh, perverting and changing the idea of Zelda as a character uh, goes a link to the past, the phantom hourglass, wherein she's a ghost. I don't know if we t- touched on uh, why, why it's so different. Zelda is dead in phantom hourglass <laughs> and she follows you around as a ghost. It's wild. Um, and then uh, closing out with uh, link between worlds again for a second time, which is totally fine. And we're not cheating because the game has a light and dark component. It totally works. Mark, which one of these trilogies is your favorite? Which one would you want to play? Mm, um, I would want to play the sequels trilogy, except uh, I I don't want to play Zelda two. Uh, <laughs> I think the I think the one that is like, I think it's a link to the past, Phantom Hourglass, and a link between worlds. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's that that's mine too. Like the 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 genuine Zelda trilogy, um, also feels like the most fun to me. And you know, part of that is because Link to the Past is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but Phantom Hourglass is a game that I never finished, um, but I always really liked. Um, I really I like, like Phantom Hourglass. I like that pirate captain guy, mm-hmm. Linebeck. Got it, or Linebeck. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Mark, let's let's close this out. Okay, those are our Zelda trilogies, but do you have uh, Zelda trilogies that uh, come to your mind, to your brain, that make sense as like a triptych of games? Um, Mark, I made a very small list of Zelda-like games. Uh, if we needed to like insert, you know, uh, Darksiders or 3D Dot Game Heroes or Okami or Oceanhorn or Blossom Tales into any of these, uh, but we didn't need it. I, I think we were good without them. Um, but if people put trilogies together with uh, non-Zelda games in them, uh, sure, that's great. Uh, email them to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, all right, Mark, let's close this out. Uh, that is this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is by Apit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. Thompson. And I'm Mark David Christensen, and together we host Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half-demon hero brought forth by writer-artist Mike Mignola and published by Dark Horse Comics. Each week, we discuss everything Hellboy. Plus his expanded universe with the BPRD, Abe Sapien, Lobster Johnson, and many more. That's Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.